if there was anyone who wasn't convinced yet about the power of audio, uh, you just need to look at, you know, the trends of the last several years with podcasts, how much they have exploded Mm -hmm. and how much people are paying attention to that, even for long form content. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Dr. Lilach Saperstein. I'm curious about something, and maybe this is a silly question, but I have been talking to ASM artists. Mm. So so ASMR people and and um, that sort of theory. And I'm wondering, because it, it does kind of put you into a meditative state. And so I'm I'm wondering if that, like, if you get brain tingles from that kind of thing, if that might help tinnitus. Ah, interesting thought. I haven't thought of that one. I mean, it's a combo of of both the visual and the and the audio, so it's yeah. kind of making two senses work at once. Yes, but ASMR is fascinating. It is. I mean, if, first of all, it's just captivating. It's like, why are you scratching a fork? <laughs> like, okay, so it's like it gets your attention because it's just odd in most of the yeah. things that are happening. Yeah, and then and then you just get sucked in because. What a great sound that is. <laughs> I totally took a deep dive. And and yeah. one of the people that I just um, interviewed is um, she actually ran a live ASMR performance Ooh. in New York City for a while called the Whisper Lodge, which was really, really interesting. It was on yeah. um, it was on Netflix. Uh, they did a, I think it was a BuzzFeed thing. They did something on ASMR. Cool. And, Thank you. Oh, I will follow, check that It's out. called Follow This. That's what it's called. It's called Follow This. Mm-hmm. So she actually ran the journalist through their live performance. This was in 2019. So before any of <laughs> any of the craziness we've experienced now was happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just saw an ASMR advertisement, actually, on my Instagram feed. That came up. Did they you? Kind of, yes. They For were who? kind of very, oh, I can't remember. It was a food brand. And they were kind of like they were opening the the bag okay. very carefully, like crunching the, I don't know if it was chips or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't su- that successful that I don't remember which brand it was. Well, that's kind of the point, yeah. <laughs> it was successful enough that I'm like, huh, I stopped to like watch it for more than three seconds before yeah. swiping up on Instagram, which means yeah. it will come up again. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I have it's told probably. the algorithm this was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who started that? Or well, the first time I saw it used was in 2016. IKEA did a really long uh-huh. commercial where they were talking about sheets and and like different pieces of furniture that a college student could put in their dorm. And so they had a woman whispering and running her hands over the sheets and tapping on the lamp. And it, it was like a half hour thing, which is oh my generally about as long as most ASMR videos mm-hmm. are if you look for them on YouTube. So it was really interesting. When I saw it, I kind of went, this is weird. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I did not time. get it. Yeah. Oh, I did not get it at all. Yeah. But when I did the deep dive for my podcast, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Okay. I don't really like that one. Yeah. 
but so there are think, others I do like. <laughs> so yeah, I think it depends when you're talking back at, about advertising. It's to get someone's attention. That's different. Yes. Like be weird a little bit. Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. But sometimes the joke is that when you're really like exactly what everybody wants and you fit the mold, then that also is really good for some people. So it's almost like you have to know your target and what it is you're trying to to do. Yeah. (laughs) And well, the thing about Ikea is they were going after college age students, right? So a younger audience would know what ASMR is. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it wasn't for me. (laughs) You know, so whether or not I got it really didn't matter. They were after the college students. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I think we're going to be seeing is all the TikTok sounds that Mm -hmm. are, you know, 15 seconds of some snippet of a song that's like a really great song outside of this TikTok snippet. But Mm -hmm. now people have heard it over and over and over. And it is ingrained in their mind, also associated with a challenge or a dance or whatever, like a food trend. Um, so there's going to be a whole portion of the population that has very specific associations to certain sounds Yeah, with, you know, like what the vibe is. Um, I'm thinking of the one where they dress up as different, uh, houses of Harry Potter. Have you seen that? (laughs) I have not. No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So it's kind of (laughs) like the little twinkling, like Harry Potter theme music and people are dressing up if they, if they were teaching at... Hogwarts and showing off uh, their like magical outfits, what okay. they'd wear to a Quidditch game, what they'd wear to the, the Hogsmeade. So cosplay. Yes, exactly. Okay. And Great. so it's, but, but again, it's just that like seven seconds of like twinkling harpsichord <laughs> and forever in my mind, that's it. Yeah. That's going to be like <laughs> Hogwarts fashion. <laughs> well, so I have a question for you based on that then. I'm curious if you heard a song that you were hearing over and over again for seven seconds that you happen to like, would you go look for it? Would you want to hear the whole thing or does it matter? You know that <laughs> it recently, one of those like popular TikTok songs came up on my Spotify and I was like, oh. wait a minute, there's the rest. <laughs> like what happens next? <laughs> the okay. next bar. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go looking for it, but when it showed up, I was like, oh. So maybe that's a thing. Like, go and find the next 10 seconds of that same audio and you use that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then again, let's say if you're speaking with boomers, then, mm-hmm. you know, go back 30 years and what was the popular song then? And then put that in. Then you're, you know, you're really hitting that emotional memory target. Or, yeah. <laughs> we definitely associate certain types of music with when we were growing up, when we yeah. had our, you know, best time of life kind of time, you know, yep. like for me, it was the 80s. So, you know, Duran Duran. <laughs> OK, so like not Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I remember some like, like I guess you'd kind of call it psychedelic, but it wasn't really like not 60s yeah. psychedelic. <laughs> Like 80s psychedelic was a little different. <laughs> gotcha. So then if you would hear something, you would be like, oh, that's for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You want people to raise their hand or like raise their ears. <laughs> Perk up. Yes. So, yeah, if you want to reach Gen X, 80s music. Definitely 80s music. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's very personal and it's very emotional. And, and we have a very strong response to 
to the things that we remember from our childhood, I'm sure. And very so. powerful thing that happens with audio as well is when you stop the music or you have a pause. Mm-hmm. And if in those 15 seconds you want to fill, 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 but wouldn't it be so powerful if you had a a dramatic pause at some point and you would be like, I'm paying so much money for this pause. <laughs> but it might make a big difference, you know. Yeah. Kinda In like, advertising, you yeah. mean. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think people forget the importance of white space. There you you know, like like they would in graphic design. You don't want to fill up every bit of the page. Yes. Very good analogy. Yeah, Perfect. you you need to have some highlights of the color, and that oh, can I also love this analogy. Audio. We're going further. This also affects like what font are you using? Is like yes. what we talked about before, like the the voice quality mm-hmm. and what color scheme. Oh man, I like it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason that I started this podcast in the first place was because, as a voice actor, I was seeing a lot of companies were paying a huge amount of attention to the logos and the colors and the fonts. And they were thinking about the emotional response of those, certainly, but they weren't paying at all attention to what they sounded like yeah. and whether or not it matched what they looked like. And so, totally. like, that's that's really important when you're talking about advertising. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a sonic brand that um, has, like, a sonic logo, you know, so your logo in, like, three to five notes. You could totally do that. But you need an audio strategy that has an overarching kind of thing to it because it all needs to feed into the same thing. Who are you? You know, who do you want people to see you as? Wow. Put that in your branding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's not just visual. And and because, like, I know that you're right with me on this, Mm -hmm. we know how important audio really is. And how deeply it reaches us and how it, it touches us, touches us in, a, in an emotional manner. And yeah. we don't make buying decisions based on logic. That's we have right. never. <laughs> yes, we, we rationalize them afterwards. Yeah, exactly. They, yes, for sure. Yes, we try to prove it to ourselves that it was logical. <laughs> but it was all. If there, if there was anyone who wasn't convinced yet about the power of audio... Uh, you just need to look at, you know, the trends of the last several years with podcasts, how much they have exploded mm-hmm. and how much people are paying attention to that, even for long form content. So until now, we've been talking about this 15 second bit, but even now you have more of the sponsored bits in podcasts where y- you let the podcast host read so people already trust this person because they're coming to listen to them. They come to their 30 plus minute show up to, you know, an hour even. Yeah. And when they read an advertisement, how much power that has. So that that I've been hearing on tons of podcasts, but they say it now to the break and it's still them. They're reading yeah. the ad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just yeah. like an insert. I think that's kind of like what they used to do on the radio as well with the DJs. Mm. I think they still do it, but like, I don't know okay. who's listening. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. yeah. There's so much we used to do. Yeah. I mean, we used to do it a lot in our car, right? But I don't know how many people <laughs> are driving to and from work right now. A lot less yes. than there used to be. That's right. So it's interesting. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast, like Pamela Muldoon, who says, audio as part of your marketing strategy. I could not agree more with Jody's assessment that audio branding is the hidden gem of marketing. 
Now more than ever, how your brand sounds is becoming just as important as it looks and feels. The short, succinct episodes of this podcast, and I think she's referring to my solo episodes, are filled with nuggets, easy to listen to, that voice, thank you very much, and are perfect for binging. Nice work, Jody. Well, thank you, Pamela. It means a lot to me that you're getting some good information here. Thanks again for the review. And now, back to the show. But another thing about uh, about how the audio is so important, and podcasts in particular, is because you can do other things while you're listening. Yes. So because we like to multitask, <laughs> it's very hard to watch a video and do something else at the same time because you're going to miss what's going on in the video. But if it's an audio that you can get the idea of without even needing the video, you can do other things and still get the idea of what you're hearing. Very true. So it's And what about this latest craze with Clubhouse, this Mm. new app that's also audio only? Yeah. And it's like a conversation rooms come and network and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see more and more of that. I mean, of course, we saw also in the last several years the the Alexa and the Google Home and of course whatever else is the other one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so There's much. There's a lot of yeah, them. Integrating voice commands. Siri, I guess, was like the first version. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that is taking so much of the way we interface with our technology to auditory and verbal it's true. So it's happening. It's not like it is. coming. It has happened. <laughs> yeah. And the really interesting thing with those um, like Google Home and, and Alexa and all of that kind of thing is that not only are you only hearing, you're only speaking and then getting a response from the unit and it's doing what you want, but you had to tell it what to do. It was a speaking thing, yeah, not a typing in thing. Um, it, you know, you are hearing things happen where there's no physical representation of what's happening. So, for instance, I think part of the reason MasterCard spent so much money on their rebranding on their audio brand was because they wanted to have a specific sound happen when someone did a transaction on Google Home or Alexa. Mm. Because when you're in a store and someone's using your credit card to put a, a, a charge through, you're seeing it and you're hearing it. There's something going on, right? Yeah. But when you're doing some kind of a transaction on a unit like Alexa or Google Home, there's no reference. There's no, you know, so you need to hear that sound in order to know that your transaction went through successfully. That is So it's like, yeah, and and this is going to happen more and more often. So why not be the author of your own sound? (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. You could spend a lot of money on this. People have, but you don't need to. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> uh-huh. If you if you put some thought into it and really, like you said, strategize about yeah. what you want people to feel when they hear your thing. Like there is one particular um, uh, sound effect on the phone for people getting texts, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a drop of water falling in a bucket. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. So like when I hear that, it sounds. Like a bathroom sound, it doesn't like it has a very negative feeling to me. Like something's <laughs> dripping. It's yeah. not a good look. Like that's why I said yeah. bucket. Like I didn't say rippling water in the pond. Like yeah, my visual image to that particular sound. Whenever someone has that, it's like 
I do not want to be around your phone dinging anymore. Do not get any more texts, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I've I've always heard the the swipe sound like the it almost sounds like a, a page. Moving. Yeah, when you send something, that's the best. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I prefer that. But I'm <laughs> I'm on Android, so you know, for me, it's probably a different different sound. <laughs> but it's different for everybody. Yeah. I think that a lot of people think that this is going to be hugely expensive. And I know why MasterCard did spend a lot of money on it, because they're a huge company and they mm-hmm. had a lot of different places they needed to be, like the world. <laughs> and so you have you have to think about a lot of right. different things. So I get it. If you're a smaller business and you just want to have some kind of an identity, though, like yeah. you can do that in sound. And that does not have to cost you an arm and a leg. Like, that's just something you have to think about the same way you did that you thought about your logo. (laughs) That's great. I'm thinking also about how people post to Instagram and they want to have their grid kind of have a cohesive filter. So every picture they put through, they'll put through this particular setting. So everything looks the same sunset type. (laughs) Well, exactly. Yeah. People in podcasts, they say the same in the opening and they say the same in the ending. Mm-hmm. If you have a particular phrase that you say all the time, that can work as audio branding too, right? Aha. Uh-huh. And then you should put that on a t-shirt while we're at it. And then exactly. <laughs> yes. Use the visual too. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. I'm so excited about this conversation. I'm learning so much for my podcast. <laughs> I'm learning a lot too, actually. Yeah. And and getting back to that, um, I I wanted to uh, you I think you'd mentioned this the last time that we spoke. You had said um in as far as auditory processing is concerned that we hear and then what do we do with the information and that there's some redundancy built in. Oh, so I'm it is curious amazing. about that. Ah, amazing. I love talking about this auditory <laughs> processing. Yes. Okay, so this is something that we see a lot in young children uh kind of school age 7 8 9. When they're starting, when school starts to get hard, you actually have to like be more focused and less play, <laughs> yes. less play uh-huh. and more like uh, instruction, auditory instruction. Mm-hmm. And we see some kids that they start to have a problem with instructions that they, the teacher said, okay, we're going to do math and turn to page 54 and do the first column. And they're like, which book, which subject are we in? It just like went too fast. The multi-step directions were difficult to process. That's one kind of thing in auditory processing. Another is filtering background noise, which because we have two ears, we're actually getting every input twice. And then our brain is doing a calculation and doing the difference of which to which side did it come first in terms of uh, the volume, how loud was it on the right versus the left, and the time difference in, in millimilliseconds of mm-hmm. did it get to the right to the left so we can localize sound in our environment. We know where it's coming from. We do all these processing things and also filtering out background noise and focusing on speech. Um, and sometimes our system is overwhelmed or, it, you know, there's something that's happening along all of those pathways that are crisscrossing back and forth, right to left ear, right to left hemisphere. And sometimes the wires get crossed. And the, by the time it gets to the destination of the auditory cortex, the message has been muddled somehow. Um, and so we, we see that sometimes in those, in those children, we have ways of assessing that and ways of also offering treatment and strategies to help them develop. It's kind of a maturational thing. Um, and sometimes they just grow into, into it over time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it also happens to people when they get older, when everything kind of slows down. You know, we talk about the elderly that, you know, when you were young, you can get out the door in 10 minutes, you get dressed, you get all everything you need. And then when you're older, everything just takes a little more time. You got to put one shoe <laughs> on at a time and one button yeah. at a time. So things just go slower in general. So it happens as well with the auditory processing and people get very frustrated when there's hearing loss and then they kind of get hearing aids and then it's still hard even with the hearing aids because they're not a cure. You're not, you're, it's an aid. It's there to help. Yeah. It's there to make things louder, but yeah. it's not affecting the processing speed. It's not affecting the clarity. And those are things that are higher order processing, not just in the ear. So a yeah. couple of questions in this. And and one is, is a child sometimes misdiagnosed as having ADHD if that's really the problem? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This is a differential diagnosis that we definitely take that into account. Okay. And usually people do both assessments kind of with a neuro, neuro uh, psychologist to do the ADHD and then and sometimes they have both, which is also possible. Um, but we can definitely see if there's specific difficulties and areas of weakness in the auditory processing and that are different than the kind of hyperactivity and impulsivity that's more on the ADHD side. Okay. So I was curious about that. Good question. I'm, I'm, that was, good that question. was a good answer. <laughs> uh, and, and following up on the hearing aids, what can they do and what can't they do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Hearing aids are super cool. Basically computers. Mm -hmm. They have a microphone, a whole circuit that's going to process the input sound and then re-send it out with a receiver that is kind of like a tiny little speaker. So in that whole system, you've got the microphone, the chip, and then it, so it's basically going acoustic to electric back to acoustic. Okay. And in between there, it's processing the sound specifically programmed the way that a very good licensed audiologist will program what they need for their hearing. And so that's going to make the soft sounds louder and loud sounds not any louder, even sometimes cut those off, like do all these different okay. things to make it comfortable and audible. And we can also help a bit with the clarity, but that also depends, again, on how their system is still functioning with those high frequency sounds. So we can amplify things, but it doesn't necessarily make them clearer for everybody. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest complaints. I can hear you, but I don't understand you. Oh. So that's why when you're talking to someone who has a hearing aid, you do not assume, oh, they have a hearing aid, so they should hear everything. No. You still have to come close, let them see your face, have good lighting, slow down, enunciate. And another big tip is to rephrase because if you just repeat the same thing, they might be missing those sounds every time you say it. So if you say, I went to the beach, but they're missing that CH. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what you're talking about. So just say, I went to the boardwalk or we went down to the lake or the shore or whatever. <laughs> like change up the word uh, so that maybe they could pick up on the message um, rather than, yeah, it's very frustrating for people on both sides of any interaction when there's misunderstandings. Yeah. To take on some of that empathy, as hard as it is for you, that's how hard it is for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh -huh. that's very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the rephrasing. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I didn't even think of that, that one of those words might just be unable to be figured out and change it. 
Yeah. It's a problem when it's like the name of your friend and they're like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the tall one. You're a little stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I gather it's a very individual process of figuring out what exactly your hearing loss is. That's right. And there's a lot yeah. of counseling, which is my favorite job. Part of the job is the counseling to say, here's what we're working with and here is how you can help yourself and your family and get your communication better. Because it's not like, okay, somebody has a, a heart condition. Here's the medication you take. See ya. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. not like that. It's really about your place in the world and your connections and your interactions. People who are working still, you know, for their job and what accommodations they might need at work or students in, in university or in school. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a lot that goes into it. And very emotional, too. I mean, we already just had a whole big thing about how sound is emotional for us. The loss of it is going to be emotional, too. Absolutely. It Yeah, it comes with a whole slew of emotions, and that needs to be addressed, too. We can't just skip that step. Um, Actually, my, my, my expertise and my coaching practice is for parents of children who are diagnosed as deaf or hard of hearing. And what that means for them now as parents of this child, how do they support their development and their education and their social life and their own as the parent, their own grief, their own confusion about what to Mm -hmm. do and what's right. That is something that I am very, very passionate about. It's great to have an advocate. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Definitely. They need someone on their side to help them figure it out. Looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio branding strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website. And I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. So is there anything else that you want people to know? Maybe something about how to protect themselves from hearing loss or how to emotionally deal with maybe the fact that they aren't hearing as well as they used to? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I would like people to take away from this conversation really the power of your auditory sense, your hearing, and use that, you know, put it in your toolbox of things that you can use. I think a lot of us have this thoughts about, like we said before, stretching, going outside, being in the Mm -hmm. sun, taking a bath, journaling, like what are all those tools? Add to that toolkit, calm, relaxing music, or, you know, some sounds that you enjoy, or even just silence, even or, just yes, peace. That's right. You know? As like, well, I, yeah. definitely. But kind of uh, pay attention to that. The same way you are going to make a beautiful, fancy meal and you're going to 
use your sense, sense of taste in a joyful, happy way, then take some of that energy and also put it in your auditory world. Um, and think about the words that you listen to. What are the, you know, what's the, like you said, the input, input, input. We're always constantly listening to things. What podcasts are you listening to? Whose voice are you letting in? Because that has a lot of power. Yeah. Let alone how you talk to yourself, <laughs> your own inner voice. That's important <laughs> That's too. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when we don't give enough, uh, we don't give enough credit to that. If we're bad to ourselves in our own head, that's... Oh my gosh. Got to do something about that. <laughs> yes. It's very important. We're all working on that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we totally are. <laughs> to know that if there's any question, if you ever have a question about your hearing or your balance or tinnitus or any of that, you know, there's a there's a place for that. There's a, an address to go to and not feel like, oh, my doctor doesn't know anything about this. Because actually, most medical doctors don't have a lot of training in this area. So see a specialist, see an audiologist and get yourself, you know, all the support that you deserve. Well, I was going to ask you how people can reach you. <laughs> oh, and how uh, your how to get a, a a listen to your podcast? Thank you. So I would love to hear from you. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram at All About Audiology Podcast. That is also the name of my podcast, All About Audiology. And you bet that we talk about hearing and communication and connection and how it matters to your life. So that's at allaboutaudiology.com on Facebook and Instagram. And yes, I would be love I would love to hear it. and tell me that you heard me on Jody's podcast. I'd be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk about ASMR. <laughs> that would be great. Sure. <laughs> and you have a practice as well of your own, right? So yes. how would people see you there? Yes, this is an online practice. Mm-hmm. You reach me the same through the All About Audiology podcast and uh, right now I'm working mostly with parents of children with uh, hearing loss, as well as people suffering from tinnitus and how to manage that. Great. That is very good information to know. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate it. So fun. Yeah. (laughs) I learned a lot. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.